We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep Podcast Network Draft Night Post Draft Podcast. It was a barn burner for the Milwaukee Bucks who walked away with two guys none of us had any idea about whatsoever. Uh, I am joined by Jordan Tresky of the Win in Six podcast, Rohan Kadi of the Eurostep podcast. I'm Ty Windish of the Eurostep podcast. Adam McGee wanted to be here, expected to be here, <laughs> researched draft prospects who made sense at 31 all day, and the Bucks immediately fairly immediately in the draft. It wasn't just before the pick trade down for two late second round picks, two future second rounders with the Indiana Pacers. We'll get into the trade in a moment, but Adam bowed out, said, no way I'm not staying up. I don't even know who these players are anymore. It's very, very early in the morning in Ireland, actually probably not that early. So it's just the three of us on this one. Um, And the draft took forever. And that was also a thing. So Five uh, hours, almost. Five, five hours. hours. <laughs> um, Rohan, Jordan, how's it going? Five hours later. Terrible. I just sit through five hours of that. <laughs> no, dun, but dun, it, dun, dun. <laughs> Sandman, Sandman, baby. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, let's just. <laughs> so uh, the Bucks traded pick number 31, the fabled pick. The the generation of the new young core for number 54, number 60, a 2024 second, the more favorable of Indy's second round pick or the less favorable of Cleveland slash Utah second round pick. And in 2026, the more favorable of Indy and Miami's second round pick. So it's four total picks including the two this draft that the Bucks did use. Uh, this is all coming from Eric Name, who had the specific protections and picks. It's all a little bit complicated, but suffice it to say, they're looking at two probably mid-second rounders plus the two very bad second rounders they had this in this draft for 31 overall. And with the 54th pick, the Bucks selected Sandro Mamukashvili, 
And with the 60th pick, the Bucks selected Yorgos Kalidzakis. Rohan, you gave me a look. Did I get it wrong after all the practice attempts? A little, a little bit. On the first one, it's Mamu Kalashvili. Mamu Kalashvili. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Rohan. I've been working on it. I know Jordan is rolling with Sandman or Sandy or a lot of other good options for nicknames. You know what's funny is Sandro, not even his first name, Alexander Sandro. Yeah. But, you know, it works. It's a fun name. He's a a personal player. It's short for (laughs) Alexandro, which is European for Alexander. Or certain European things. Interesting. Wikipedia is leading me astray on that one. It just gives me a straight up Alexander. But uh, interesting player. Uh, Should we talk about the the actual picks first or the trade first? Let's talk about the trade first because that's what actually happened. So they have a prime spot in number 31, the first pick of the second round in which... They acquired that pick from the P.J. Tucker trade with the Houston Rockets. And uh, like you mentioned, Ty, we thought it was going to be like, oh, there's going to be interesting prospects available at 31. And so maybe there's a good piece to add to the young core of Jordan Wara and Jordan Wara. So, uh, you know, (laughs) Jordan Wara as a young core. (laughs) I don't know if I can emphasize that enough. <laughs> but if only we could evolve. It hasn't happened yet. If only Bobby was likely to stay, that would be a young core member too. Isn't he like 26? Yeah. It's only marginally older than Sam Merrill. Did I say Sam Merrill? <laughs> no. Go on. Um, but obviously, like we mentioned, they traded out of that pick. And I didn't necessarily agree with the trade as it happened at the time because like I was saying, 31 is usually a prime spot. And especially in this draft where there were prospects falling, people were getting taken earlier than expected. There were still a lot of prime good prospects available at number 31. Isaiah Todd ended up being the pick at 31 for the Indiana Pacers. But you have guys like Sharif Cooper going later in the draft. And it's just like maybe the Bucs can pick up a really, really interesting prospect that can be really good going forward. So that's why I wasn't a fan of it. But they do get some draft ammo, which could be used in future trades, whatever. But I'm not too upset about it because at the end of the day, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions as of like a week and a half ago. So I can't I can't get too upset at things. Yeah, that's honestly where I'm at as well. I'm still on cloud nine. (laughs) And like, I understand there's going to be some. It's the, it's the draft. Everybody is so hopeful. Everybody works their way into this guy would be awesome with the Bucks, all that stuff. Um, normally, I'm very – I try to be in tune with, you know, the draft and all that stuff. This year, obviously, was not <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, I didn't have any expectations. But when you set expectations for a draft night, uh, a Bucks draft night specifically, that's where it will get uh, let you down. The next, the next time that Bucks fans don't have expectations for the draft will be the first. Um, so, even though they had, you know, the thirty-first pick, and yeah, it is like a prime slot for like, oh, this guy's falling. Like whether it was like Sharif Cooper. I mean, I will say I will agree that like a lot of those guys, like Miles McBride, uh, Miles AO, McBride, Herb Deucin, Jones, Deucin Mo, DJ Boston. Mo. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Jason Preston, my guy Rokas, who's probably not coming over, but any person that was like falling or anything like that, yeah, like you want to like swipe in and and you know pounce on and take them and stuff like that. But 
I don't mind like them trying to get a little bit more bites at the apple in terms of like building for a trade because you know their draft picks are already limited as as is. The NBA took one of them away because of the Bogdan deal going kaput. So it was like, how many more second rounders do they have after this year? Because it was a lot. And I do think those picks could be attractive enough to get someone, whether it's using that trade exception or something down the line next season, all that stuff. Just something more to kind of reload the the very thin draft asset uh, collection that they have right now. So that for, from that perspective, I didn't mind at all just getting a little bit more chips in their corner. So according to Real GM, the future picks detailed, they still had the 2025 coming from Indy. Next year's second is the one the league snatched for no good reason for a deal that didn't happen anyway. The Bucks have... 59-player draft, it's going to be next year. This makes me sick. Um, The Bucks have their 2023 and 2024 they don't have their 2025 or 2026, and they do have their 2027. So now they'll have three future seconds incoming, all from Indiana, which is kind of weird. Trading partners, I guess, something to think about going forward. That's true. And the Bucks will have their own in 23, 24, and 27. So now they have quite a few. Now they do have enough to – I mean, you look at – I know it didn't work out well, but the Miritich deal – um and and such like that i do think i was more upset about it at first i don't think it was great process they just did it so early i mean i don't know what well it's like it's like how i was gonna i think the perfect comparison is when they did the tony snell deal two years ago because everybody knew they needed to open up cat space to bring back brooke because they have his bird rights all that stuff when they it's not that they telegraph their like intentions is that they make their move very early about this. Yeah. Um, and granted, I think I don't remember them getting a lot of picks or any that that was just the cap space saving move last time. At least this time around, they got some, you know, picks this in this draft and, you know, down the line, but obviously be used in the trade most likely. Yeah. I mean, I just think, uh, and I finally have a tweet I'm going to reference in front of me to not be, an irresponsible podcaster wi guy 94 and he shared this tweet with me i was like that's a good tweet utah got 40 and two future seconds for 30 nick's got 34 and 36 for 32 which that one is interesting okc is the team that traded the two mid 30s picks for 32 they just had too many picks and this has been said like it's gonna hurt them that they have too many picks and OKC people and other parts of hashtag asset Twitter. Are you kidding me? It would never hurt them. It, it hurt them. They, everyone knows they have too many picks. They had to, that, that's an L. I think uh, I saw, I think someone from Celtics Twitter, Ryan Bertadelli, Bernadelli. Um, like the, those two picks should have been worth like roughly the 25th pick. OKC had to take 32 for them. So, but again, like the Bucks obviously had 31 right between those two. I don't think they would have wanted 36 and 34. I don't think they're going to roster. They might not roster on the 15 man either of the players they picked, quite honestly. But 40 and two future seconds would have been really good. I know that went for the pick that was one better than them. But for, I mean, 31 is arguably actually better than 30 because of the salary slot differences. So 40 and two future seconds would have been really good because you get a much better, I shouldn't say much better, a marginally better second round player 
plus the same amount of future seconds. But I'm not as mad anymore. You know, I like a lot of these names, especially McBride and, and Herb Jones, but we don't know. I, I don't – it's more – it's not that I think they got a guy in the 50s who is going to be good. It's more just like most of the guys in the 30s probably aren't going to be that good, at least not in the next couple of years. So uh, I still don't like it, but it's not going to keep me up at night or anything like that. The weird thing yeah. – you know the weird thing? I was completely resigned to Alex Atetokounmpo being the 60th pick. By the time we got to like 52, I was like, you know what? If they take him 54, I won't even be that mad. I don't know any of these prospects. I didn't dig in this deep. I, Adam, sorry. Foolish move. Foolish move. Thinking the Bucks were going to make the pick as planned when they could not do that, which they always do. <laughs> this guy was – he was stressed about learning the prospects at 31. I was like, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Even if they use it, we might. I mean, they took Don Maker at 10. There's no, this is not a team you should ever when try have to the predict. Box ever, ever taken anyone where anyone else thought they would. I mean, the, like the Thon thing people knew about that day. I remember when the mock draft updated. Yeah. It was like this sense of dread. But like, no, like weeks, like when the order is set going in, I don't and think anyone has ever. The last heard. person was Jabari. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Right? That's, that's true. It. <laughs> Otherwise, DJ was completely out of and the was, I mean, it was over Bobby Portis. It was like days before the draft when it was became clear that Jabari wasn't going to go one because that was an option and Jabari kind of bullied yeah. his way into two. I digress. Um, yeah, no, I don't love the trade, but no, I, I really thought it was going to be Alex Zetacumpo at 60. And I actually, I thought Indy had scammed the Bucks by working him out because I didn't see him work out anywhere else. And I noted like they were the team that had the two effort second round picks. Like when the trade happened, I was like, did they work out Alex as a threat to the Bucks and then make this trade? No, the Bucks don't even take him. They take a different Greek player who's older and not all that inspiring. Um, also you guys- under contract. <laughs> under oh, is he still? Yeah, he's-, he's still playing over in Europe. So I'm guessing there's probably a buyout. They would have to buy out this guy. Or wait, sorry, I was mixing that with Alex. Uh, yeah, I I don't know if there's going to be a buyout anytime no. soon. Um, so actually, uh, do you have any more thoughts on the trade, or should we go over quickly like an like a little bit about draft rights? Because there might be some listeners who think every time you draft someone, like they just come over, and that's not exactly how it works. Yeah, we could do. That. So like. It's pretty. It's kind of weird, especially with players playing professionally elsewhere. Like they don't have to ever come over if they don't want to. Is I think Nando DiColo right now is probably the most famous example. Is he twenty seven and the Raptors extend like extend a qualifying offer every single year? Because if they don't, I think they could lose his rights. It doesn't cost them anything. Um, well, who's the guy? Um, OKC now too. Oh, they, uh, 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 Misic. Misic. Yeah, Misic. Yeah, he seems pretty good yeah. as well. He might be coming over now. I'm not. Uh, I think not. he. I think he flexed that he was, and then got a bigger deal from uh, whoever team he's playing. And even too. even a more prominent example like Dario Saric. Like he yeah, took a couple, took a couple to years over. for Dario. Yep. But the other thing is, those guys all I believe picked first round or at least early second round. There's a lot of guys picked at this point in the draft playing professionally overseas that never come over and maybe the teams think they will one day. Maybe it's a favor to former teammate of Thanasis Atetokounmpo, 
Same agent as Giannis Antonasis Antetokounmpo, I believe. And Steph Curry. And Steph, yeah, an agent favorite is Steph Curry's agent. You know, the Warriors used both of their picks, the first one on a project. That's Steph Curry. You might be honest something, Rohan. But, um, you know, we don't know. We haven't had any reporting yet. But given, you know, the Bucks are in contention, unless they make another trade or cut some guys, they already have a lot of unproven players on the roster. Honestly, I think they could do better at two-way contract than Yorgos. Um, so no expectation that he comes over. Um, I think we see Sandro, whether as a we can get into it as a two-way or a roster spot. But I my early guess is we do not see both of the Bucks draft picks in Milwaukee or even Wisconsin this coming year. In well, Wisconsin we, is a stretch. Yeah. What do you mean? I can see Sandro Hoy at the herd. Oh, did I say either? I meant both. Sorry. I meant oh, both. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, my both, bad. I yeah. said either. I meant both. Gotcha. I don't think we see both. I think we see I think we see Sandro. Uh probably more so with the herd. Maybe entirely with the herd. It's just it's tough because like like we mentioned, these aren't prospects that were on everyone's radar, realistically. <laughs> like, no. Um what did uh who said uh Sandra was the most uh bizarre player in the draft? Sam Vasini. Yeah. Who also dropped the nugget that he did a super comprehensive top one hundred prospects. Your ghost was one oh one, apparently. So honestly, I take a little bit of solace in that. At least he was almost on people's radars, but also away. there's a lot of well, I mean, it, it, almost on the top 100 radar, but um, <laughs> only 41 away from being worthy of a draft pick. Um, a lot of lot of ties to some prominent players on the team. Um, I'm not going to get deep into his game, although according to his Wikipedia, he's basically Luka Doncic. So we have that to look forward to. He's only been declaring for the draft for like four years. Um, let's talk about Sandro. I feel like everything else is just sad um i don't know i think feel like rohan you hated this pick at first i think you came around a little bit what are your thoughts as a marquette grad on seton hall zone sandro mom it's you know what it is i realize what it is that's tripping me up it's that the k sound is basically in two different so the k is basically in two different syllables on the name. That's what's getting me. I'm going to put in more reps. Mamu Kalashvili. Mamu Kalashvili. Yeah. So uh, going into the draft, uh, I was sort of siding with Adam McGee in that uh, you should dra- probably draft a guard <laughs> if you're the Bucks. Um, let's just. So Sandro's not a guard. Uh, he's not a well, guard. He's a six. Well, he's everything he's you want him to be. No, he's not. No, he's. <laughs> He is. He might be the opposite of what the Bucks need in terms of roster makeup right I now. I thought you were going to say he's the opposite of everything you want him to be. It's nothing what you want him to be, but go he's on. Nothing and everything at the same time. <laughs> he's Sandy. No. See, the thing is, he's an interesting prospect for sure. He definitely has skills that could translate for teams, just not with the Bucks. So what I mean by that, like he's a, almost 6'11", just sort of big He's got good passing skills. He's got a decent handle. He can shoot the ball. It's 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 not at the highest clip, but it just depends on how well he's really like uh, 
how many is attempting per game? Because I think the lower attempts per game he got in college, the higher his percentage was. So as soon as, you know, you sort of limit it and it, so he's not forcing it, then yeah. it sort of gets the percentages, you know, higher. So he's a decent shooter. He can make some good passes. But from what I've seen in terms of this film, and again, this is limited. I'm not a draft expert. I don't claim to be. It's not anything that would flow within this current Milwaukee Bucks team. A lot of his great passes come from working in the middle. And that sort of comes in, in NBA offense when you run your offense through a, your big man hub, like a Sabonis, like a Jokic, those sort of things. That's never going to happen on the Milwaukee Bucks. It's just not. Let's say he cracks the rotation by some miracle. Let's just say that. Let's imagine that happening. That He's actually playing this. Actually terrifying. Yes. But let's just assume that happens. Why on earth would he be the one running the offense? Why would that be a thing that happens? It's just, it's not possible. He's not going to develop his skills really with the Bucks, which is why I think he'd be great with the Herd. There you can develop his skills. And then once he gets his feel for things, then you can maybe bring him to the big squad, right? That's what the Herd is for. It's just, I don't know. It's a weird pick. It's a really weird pick. Like he's a fun prospect, but like, what is he doing for this team? He's not playing. I mean, oh, yeah. we. Yeah. I, I'm not. What's I'm, the point? But that's I. We welcome to drafting crazy. at 54. I was gonna say that's the thing. It's not a. I don't think it's that big of a deal when, like, Jordan Mora, for example. Like, I would say he's kind of like on the same par as, in terms of their resume, of when you know he looked really good in college. Was had. Like two, the year before he actually came out, he was thought of as like a first round pick. I'm not saying Sandy was, you know, first round pick material or, or great, whatever that is. Um, but there's at least like, there's something to the fact that like, even you could be like a very talented or promising uh, rookie or whatever. There, the bar for entry into the Bucks is going to be really high. Like Laura played how many minutes? Like 274 minutes last year. Not a lot. And granted, that's, you know, the COVID year where we kind of all brace for the fact that there's going to be nights where some guys are going to get more minutes because of absences or they take it easy. The schedule is so cramped up, all that stuff. I don't, I don't know. Like, I think the fact that the Bucks have generally punted on the draft under horse, um, yes, it's frustrating, but they've also made up for the fact that, like, their scouting and ability to sign guys like a Bobby Portis or PJ Tucker, Rolo. Well, he was decent, but like the, the, the kind of players that were already established in the league and all that stuff, they found a way to find those guys at free agency and develop them and kind of, you know, make them fit within their roster and overall kind of vision for how they want to play. And that's obviously been lacking with their draft picks as of late, say for, you know, Dante, but you know, we all, we have our conversation with Dante as a, as a whole, but it's just, I don't know. I just think it's, I just don't, I don't know why people have expe- high expectations for what it is, when it's like I said, it's a second round pick and it's a 54th overall pick at that. I love you, Sandy. The, the thing is they've <laughs> done well with second. Yeah. Round I was going to say that the like frustrating Brogdon, thing is Sterling Brown. Uh, I was Dante. Uh, <laughs> like Jordan Wara, 
Like potentially Sam Merrill, maybe. Ah, man, we'll see. Oh, we can, I don't think we can say Wara when he, I mean as great as he I mean he's look coming looking out really good with Nigeria right now. But I don't think we, we won't know until he's actually in the rotation, if that makes sense. Yes. I, I will say I'm saying Wara because the times we've seen him in the rotation, at least we've seen positive things. That's yeah. why I'm including Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just I, I'm disappointed because I almost and it's it's too early, but I felt like draft night. I felt better about Merrill than I felt about either of these guys. Like I just find it so hard. And I, I mean, sixtieth picks at Merrill. Honestly, even if this is like Merrill is topped out as a very end of bench guy, he's still already accomplished more than a lot of sixtieth overall picks ever do. A lot of them never play a single game. So um, NBA champion Sam Merrill. NBA champion Sam Merrill. Um, it's factually accurate. Um, I actually do think the vision with Sandro is a four or five pairing with Giannis where maybe Giannis is like, that's they're almost like both point centers. I don't know. Like they're like running pick and rolls with each other. I really think the thing with him is going to be shooting. Like, I think that's going to be the differentiator. He had a very good junior year, a not good senior year. His to Rowan's point too, the junior year, like spike that was on 2.6, three point attempts per game. Senior year is 4.6. So the volume rose higher. Yeah. Percentages plateaued. I am worried that he's not a great free throw shooter. I think 60% overall in college, which usually is a strong indicator of future three point shooting for prospects. Um, But if he can shoot the three ball, I do think he's interesting. I do think it kind of shows you and not that much. Again, it's, it's not a premier asset, but I think it does show you the Bucks are thinking about more ways to utilize small ball groups with Giannis at five. So I do think the idea of a defensively challenged, but, you know, a capable shooter, good playmaker who can do something with the ball if he catches it against a mismatch or something like the idea of that with Giannis at the five, I think does make some sense. I'm not sure Sandman is ever going to be that. I think it's, it's, you know, you kind of have to take swings that probably won't pan out when you're drafting in this spot. I don't hate the vision. And honestly, after they traded out of 31, traded down from 31, like it really doesn't matter what position you pick in the fifties. Like you should just pick whoever you like the most or whoever Giannis likes the most, because you're not going to get anything helpful out of that guy the coming season. Like you're just not, I mean, I was looking back briefly at 54 in the last 10 years it's Shake Milton and a bunch of guys that nobody's interested in. So obviously, you know, you get very lucky if you get the Shake Milton, but most of the time it's just a guy who doesn't matter. So I'm not mad that they didn't pick a point guard with these two picks because as Jordan, you mentioned, you, we certainly, something has either gone very incredibly right or horrifically wrong. If any of either of these guys are playing literally any minutes in the coming season. So I, I don't hate the idea uh, of Sandro, I think there is like there's something cool to it. It probably actually I don't even want to say it signals anything about the current roster because again I don't think the Bucks expect these players to factor in at all. But maybe it does say something about Bobby because you assume if they retain Bobby, he's going to be around for a few years. But it probably doesn't mean anything, and we think Bobby was going to leave anyway. I have a question for you, Ty. What's his path to being that? four or five pairs shooting shooting he needs no like literally how does that come about 
He gets better until he's playable. Where? The four or five with Giannis. They would take different responsibilities on either side. No, like where is he getting the minutes to get better and then playing with the Bucks? Oh, probably the herd. Okay. We'll see. He's not going to play with the Bucks. Yeah, he's for sure not going to play with the I mean, it's like and, he's going to sit on the bench and play with the herd a lot, probably. Hopefully they exist this year. I I would just I'm not banking on this happy. I think that they'd probably, you know, side him to a minimum, you know, deal. But there is always the possibility that it could be a two-way. That we see a lot of teams do that too, where they draft someone, then you know, uh give them a two-way contract. Don't think that's gonna happen, just making that clear, but that's always a possibility that they could do that to kind of, you know make it known that that it's their development not that he already is it but that development project kind of feel i mean they could even not even give him a two-way right i think if they bring him to camp and then release him he goes to the g league i don't know how that interacts with rookie rights but i I think that's how that works i think there's some relationship between if you bring him to camp and then you have his g league right well that's not for for like a for any free agent if you bring him you give him a training camp contract you cut him they sign with the g league team or they sign with the g league no one signs with teams you sign with the league but they can get a fifty thousand dollar bonus basically for yeah like exhibit 10 right that's yeah well exhibit 10 exhibit well you don't have to you can't be drafted yeah but Oh yeah, it's sorry, that is exhibit 10. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think I think they could do that. So they could give him an exhibit 10. Um I, I think there's no issue with that. I'll have to dig into that deeper. Oh yeah. So yeah, it has in here um a se- if a second round pick signs his required tender and is later waived, that team is the only team that can convert the player to a two-way for the so clearly it's possible. So could even be that situation. I mean, we'll see. Um, I think a two-way is certainly in play. There's not that many roster spots to go around on the Bucks right at the moment. And again, I think we kind of factored in 31 as being a at least a roster spot, if not a rotation spot. I mean, now I think we're going to see more free agents than ever. And I think really one of the other things that this move does, I think the trade, I mean, not with who they actually picked, I feel like the Bucks feel pretty confident they're going to land some sort of a point guard in free agency. The question is, is that just Teague or is that someone else? Hopefully someone else, not Mr. Group Project Jeff Teague, but I guess you never know. I think it's Yorgos Kalatikis. Yeah. Um, someone in my mentions said he is a Walmart LaMelo Ball, which seems so offensive to LaMelo Ball. And hey, that's Walmart. great value right there. You know what I mean? Oh wow! That—that's <laughs> ten out of. That's really good, Jordan. No, that—that's iconic. That's incredible. That is iconic. Um, I—I I, again, I think even that is uh is a stretch. I'm reading through all the two ways being signed, the Bucks and training camp deals. Absolutely none so far. Um, we have not. Where's Alex? We have not gotten confirmation of Alex Atetokounmpo going to the Kings. We'll see. I won't believe it until I, even if it comes out, I can't believe it until he's in a Kings uniform. If it happens. Mac McClung going to the Lakers is That's as on perfect. a training camp deal. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense uh, for both sides. <laughs> do we should we talk about uh, the Bucks 60th overall pick, or do we have yeah, any more thoughts on Sandro? Okay, maybe I, mean, I was too mean. Maybe I was too. Mean. I don't. He I mean, has I, a chance. I, I, his foot speed is honestly even more concerning to me than the shooting. 
I don't know if he's fast. He's not, enough. He's not a great defender either. Well, that's, I mean, he's not fast. Enough. I mean, it's like, yeah, but he's a Adam McGee fever dream. I mean, the fact that he, he's his idol is Zaza. He was mentored by Zaza. Zaza introduced him to Steph Curry. I mean, it's a beautiful story. What more to say about that? Uh, he shoots like Steph, but he's big like Zaza. <laughs> is that Honestly, the scouting never, report? I don't know. I think you just described his game. There, there <laughs> it is right there. Uh, Mark, in like next, two years, we're going to see Sandro just like pull it up from half court. <laughs> we got Zaza Curry, Steph Pachulia, routed the rear. Carl Anthony Towns has got nothing on this guy. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. The Bucks are champs. Yeah. I don't think you were too hard on him. I mean, I think there's a lot of issues. We'll see. We'll see what he looks like in camp. Uh, I think Merrill's held up better than we expected based on the athleticism concerns coming in. So, I mean, not well enough for us. I think he's really going to play a rotational role next year, but he functions. Especially and on and the Bucks training staff has proven to be able to manage uh, players and like get them better in terms of athleticism. Suki's got us. Yeah. Yeah, Suki's Suki's the best. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Jordan, what are your thoughts on Yorgos Kalidzakis? Um, did you say this on the pod? I can't remember if you said it off or on, but uh, Jim Ozarski, I just saw, he assigned through the summer of 2022 with Pano Finiakos. 
that's how you pronounce it. Uh, I think that sums up my feelings. <laughs> I mean, like you said, I think it's a stash guy. Maybe we see him next year. That's a big old shoulder shrug right there for me. Um, but it's going to be a guy that will, I mean, we are considering how we are we'll all just, you know, go crazy about second round picks being traded for 31 to 54. We're going to be following him in Greece and see what he does and see how he plays this, you know, next season. So we'll see how that goes. I think he might get bought out. <laughs> no way. To, to, I think he might. He's not two way player. Caliber. So let's, Let's see how many how many roster spots do we have right now? Um, the I know Portis hasn't made his player option decision, but we all know oh it's going to be. Hopefully, he forgets and he's just around again. Yeah, I think it's easier to think who are free agents right now. Yeah, Rin, PJ, Bobby, Thanasis. I got spot. I got spot. Is it that, spot track? Spot I think track. It's spot track. I actually, I've always wanted to know the answer to this question. I'll I've give never. A, I always thought Spot Track. Um, I'll give That's a shout okay. to to the competition here. The Fra- uh, Frank Madden's cap sheet he has in his Twitter bio is really good for the Bucks. It's Bucks only, but uh, they have five spots. Five spots. Yeah. Is that so, including two A? No. There oh, are yeah. seven including. Bo- so because yeah, Bobby, when he makes his decision, that's ten. Yeah. So yeah. So here, the, right now, Giannis, Chris, Drew, Brooke, Pat, Dante, all guaranteed money. And then Wara, Merrill, Diakite, Bryant are all non-guaranteed. I'll go stay, probably. I, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it depends how many free they're agents cheap. they find. They yeah, are they're cheap. No, they're, they're That's cheap. the thing. Uh, well, yeah, Sandy, but, include Sandy. In yeah, so that'd be 11. So then you'd have four spots left. You're gonna need another big guy to replace Assume Portis. Assume one of PJ or Portis yeah, PJ is gonna come. I, I'm gonna. Well, I, let's I say PJ. He's coming back. So okay, if you if PJ. you count PJ and Sandy, so which we're not we're not sure he's gonna be a roster spot, but if you count him, that's three spots open. They need a point. It probably so point, two. It's, it's probably point two guard. Words. It's a point guard. Forbes. I don't know why I use my other hand. This is a visual <laughs> joke. A point guard. Uh, Forbes replacement, Bobby replacement. That's for the full for the fifteen man roster. Then your two is yeah. So I don't. That's where I, like Ty. I don't. I don't see him coming over this year. No, unless if it is so. for that two way. But Rohan's the one who thinks he's getting bought out. I don't think he comes over this year. See, the reason I think he's getting bought out is the same reason he got drafted. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to argue that logic though. <laughs> I, I just think it's a favor. Uh, it's like it looks good, but like it's a cool like, moment. <laughs> it's so if weird. They're it doing, wasn't if they're doing the it's funny too. Technically, the Bucks they rounded the last two drafts out with the last pick. Yeah, yeah. with Sam and uh, Yorgi. I'm just gonna call him Yorgi. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, his nickname is George. George, because that's just not great. Yorgos is Greek for yeah George. for George. Well, they put it in quotes like it's a nickname. Maybe it's a nickname, Rohan. That's a weird quote, Wikipedia. <laughs> you never know. The pterodactyl P- players have interesting nicknames sometimes. That is true. Um, solid nickname. What is he curious? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm curious why they drafted him. Um, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I'm not. I, I, but but seriously, like if they're doing this to draft him, well, they're they're gonna bring him over. I don't think so. I mean, there's a big golf in favor using literally the worst possible pick in the what NBA draft. What does that do draft. though? Looks good. I don't know. Also, this is like it, an actual draft pick that the Bucks could have used otherwise. That they, I mean, I don't think they would. I don't think I mean, they would have just. They, they would have. They would have full Pat McAfee punted that across the field. But like, it just it's it's still an asset. It, is it? Is it really? I don't know. I don't technically think so. with zero value. Sure, but it's an asset. It's what it's, so much it? an, it's so much of an asset that the, the NBA is going to strip the strip it away from them next year. <laughs> it's literally not an asset <laughs> next year. That's, that's where we're at right now. I, I don't think it matters at all. No. Maybe he comes over for the herd. I he might. I would be a little surprised if he left a nice roster spot. He's a four-time champion. I was gonna say they're a powerhouse. A, he's got a twin as well, named Panos. He does have a twin. Well, we can Listen get more brothers on the team. League. We can get more brothers on the team. Also, <laughs> whoever made uh, uh, George's um, Wikipedia page must have made the same for his brother because they have the same <laughs> "quote unquote" Panos. <laughs> Wait, are you yeah. Oh man. I just my favorite line is he has been regarded as one of the top NBA draft prospects in Europe, comma in his age range. Yeah, so uh, he's also tried to declare for the draft ever since what was it, tied twenty eighteen. Yeah, and just withdrawn every well, time. Well, we only know of three times. He might have not done it one year, but because he's uh, gonna turn twenty three in January. Yep, him and Panos. Yep, twins. Oh, Panos is only Panos is only six foot or six six. Excuse me, really six six. six, oh. six yes. I thought it was six foot. I was like, whoa, six foot would be really interesting. He's only six six. I um, mean, okay, like theoretically, this guy's a six eight combo guard who can't shoot, uh, but he's theoretically a decent slasher. Like we we have to take this semi seriously, even though the Bucks do are we? <laughs> okay, maybe not. Oh, let's, let's pull up some stats. I think he averaged three point nine <laughs> points per game. Nearly, nearly four points segment. per game. Nearly four points per game. Oh, uh, what? What else? This is rough. What, um, are, what are the other stats? Um, one point seven rebounds. Nice. One point one eight assists. To 1.18 turnovers. Always good when those numbers are the same. Uh, 12.5 minutes per game in the Greek League. Five minutes per game in EuroLeague. Clearly considered one of the top draft prospects in his age range in all of Europe. The way he couldn't play in the Greek League. Uh, <laughs> let's, see who, let's see who's on this team taking all the minutes. All right, how do I pull up the for team? For the EuroLeague competition? Uh, no, no, the Greek League. The Greek League. Okay. Oh, Zach um, August is on that team. Mario Hazonia, former Ooh. Buck. No, he's not. Oh, that's the, that's the one That was not. your dream. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> uh, Shelvin Mack. There's always time, Ty. There's always yeah, time. There is. 
They have uh, Nikos Papas and Nikos Persidius. It's pretty stacked. Ben sure Bentel. That. Oh, Zach August. Yeah, Zach August. I just said that. Oh, August, yeah. He played with he's Pat Connaughton's guy. Last year they had Jimmer and Sean Kilpatrick. This Bucks ties everywhere. There this is team. I mean, one of them's not real. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this What's is that about Jimmer. <laughs> yeah, former Bucks draft pick, right? Yeah, yeah. Technically, yeah, the Jordan style. Like all these, uh, yeah. This is oh. extremely sad. Oh, I missed Pierre Jackson. Sorry, didn't mean to. Underrate. Uh, Big Papa Giannis is on it too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Keeper Sykes, UW Green Bay. I see you. Oh <laughs> God. There we go. Um. Oh, here's a fun stat. The uh, the scoring leader on this team was also a 54th overall. Oh, wait, no, he wasn't. Wait, maybe. No, he wasn't. It's a different Nemanja. Actually, he might. No, he was pick 30. Sorry. Never mind. Got my Nemanjas mixed up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, our guy was. Where is he? Oh. Exactly. Oh. Oh, wait, this might be EuroLeague because he's like really far down in in, st- in points here. Yes. So basically when clubs play in Europe, they have like different they, – they can play in their normal leagues and then they can play in the EuroLeague. So oh, that's why we're sorting it. through. I'm this is why we're sorting through combined. Greek League versus EuroLeague. Yeah, so uh, I don't think we're going to see him, Rohan. What a draft pick. Can he we did, talk for a second? Did Why didn't they just take Alex? I, I wish they would have. I think it would have Alex Atetokounmpo, just to clarify. I think legitimately a better it would have been a better pick. Oh, 100%. Like even I think for Thanasis, it would have been a better pick. Like he's literally his brother. Yeah, that way. And I think like I think there's a chance Alex ends up as a decent player. Like I I'm not super high on him. There is he's young. He's an Atetokounmpo. I I think all three of them, I mean I actually, I was a little surprised Costas left. I thought he had some nice flashes with the Lakers and wish maybe he's going to come back eventually like the Nassus did. But I, uh, I'm less, I'm less uh, optimistic about our guy, George. Like you could have, you could have made it so that all four at Dedekupos get drafted. You could have made that happen, Milwaukee. But he you didn't. He would have either been solely third or tied for third in highest draft slot among the Tedekumpos. I had a tweet in drafts. That would have banged, and they ruined it. That's a good question. Can you, if you go undrafted, can you declare for the draft again? I don't think so. When you I don't think so draft. either. You're right? just a, you're just a free agent now. Yeah, yeah, it's over. The magic is over. It's not well, like baseball. I think baseball. That's technically something that could happen. But yeah, well, you can just say no. Also, baseball has again. like eighty thousand. None round, of it like makes rounds. sense. Yeah. None of, and if you're a prospect, you lose no matter what. Did you know? Technically, all of us are free agents. If you never declare for the draft after your last eligible year, you just become a free. I still got all my college eligibility too. (laughs) Same here. Same here. Marquette, hit us up. Seton Hall Hall just lost a big time playmaker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know if I. Why don't we just play for? Let's uh, let's try to get some herd tryouts. They they do have open tryout every yeah, year. Yeah, that's what you I'm saying. Cough up like fifty bucks, you can embarrass yourself next to some really it? good players. It's, oh, it's not much. How much. It's, it's not, not much, much though. 
It's a little more than that. Maybe that would be 100. incredible content. I I don't I'd have to work on my game a lot. Yeah. No, that would make the, that would that's the reason the content would be incredible. People have said I look like a mix of Sandy and George out there. Has anyone seen Yorgos tape? Does no. this even exist? No. Maybe it's actually, no, I take that back. I saw a minute. Um, <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to, for that to be a punchline. But there's a Twitter account, SIS Hoops. There's a lot of like smart draft people that work there. Um, and I was like, oh, here we go. Let's see a minute of uh, your, Georgie. Hold on. I'm going to watch this on the podcast. Minute 11. A wing who brings extra effort, offensive transition plays, point of attack, defense, and motor and effort. So uh, are they repped by Octagon or? No, I think this is independent of that. Yeah. Oh, it's just, just a joke there. <laughs> oh, it's a cool little video effect on the intro. Oh, here we go. Oh, the show is on defense. Oh, 97th percentile point of attack defense, according to something. Okay. He got, oh, he got blown by, but then he blocked it. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm still out. I'm still out. I'm still out. I don't out. know. Next Giannis? Question mark? No, I thought that was, I thought that was Sandman. No, he's Six, the next Arvita Sabonis. 6'11", 240. I remember those measurements. Oh, no, Giannis wasn't 240. He was 220. He was also 6'8", when he came into the league. Or 6'9". That's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. Um, so NBA yeah, this news. is this is how we feel about the draft. Uh, just to sum up my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's sum up our thoughts on the Bucks draft. Um, what the hell? Not not even that. That's 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 even too strong. My thoughts. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly like. I just I, I still get the trade. It is what it is. The guys they picked are just objectively hilarious. My overall takeaway is I hope free agency is a lot better. I think it will be. Um, but this is just like this is what happens when you're the champs. You worry about free agency, not the draft. I was gonna say that's my takeaway. The Bucks are reigning NBA champions right that's now. That's a good takeaway. I don't I don't I love Sandman with all my heart and two minutes of knowledge of how he has played. Um, and one minute of uh, Yorgos. Exactly. One minute and maybe over under, does he play a minute with the Bucks ever? I, that under. Was, under. I think the over under, under is 0. 0.1 seconds. Still it's under. It's still, sure. still under. Yeah, under. You know what? I mean, this might just be like now they have draft rights they can trade around if they don't want to include cash in a deal. Something to think yeah, about. They used to have like I can't remember. I think it was Albert Morales. Albert, yeah, they might still oh, have a long. No, they no they, they trade. He was him. in the Delhi deal, right? Oh, it was in the Delhi right. deal because every team has to touch every other team in multiple. Where, where do where do we find this again? I don't remember. I was trying to look it up earlier. Um. Well, usually is like basketball reference. They'll have like the draft right oh, stuff. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, because they they got it for Keon Dooley in like 2006, and then had his draft rights for 10 years, <laughs> just in case. The you NBA never... is weird, by the way. In case anyone was uh, was wondering, uh, just very odd league. I mean, it's kind of similar to baseball. Like you still see the Orioles like giving oh, contracts. To they like did that. have one. Ilkhan Karaman. What? 
What are, are I'm basketball reference page for the Bucks? Oh, this is. Oh, I thought there was like a new two way. Oh no, sorry. This is someone they have draft <laughs> rights to. He's thirty. Ilkan Karaman, the New Jersey Nets second round pick in 2012. He was, he was taken. Wow. He's taken by a team that doesn't exist anymore. His last yeah, wait, he came team through. He came. End. What trade did he come through? No idea. Oh. Oh. Cavaliers acquired. Wait, no, he's not. He's not with the Bucks anymore. This says he was traded from the Cavs to the Bucks. Oh yeah, sorry. I re- yeah, I re- read, read, read the wrong. There we go. Wait, the Bucks just sent the Cavs a second round pick. Right now? No, 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 no. Then it says for this trade, traded by the Cleveland Cavaliers to the Milwaukee Bucks for a 2025 second round draft pick. Was that? Oh, you know what? Was I was looking for the Tucker deal. For the Drew Tucker deal? No. I think I think it was the Tucker the, deal. It's when they got them to unprotect it. No, no, no. This says it happened in November 18th. Yeah, it happened when they traded JaVale yeah. McGee to the Lakers. Yeah, that's oh. when it happened. The Bucks so were I don't know. Was that? I know, but I think it was. Wasn't that a precursor to the Drew deal? I think it was. I think that was to get Cleveland to like to let the pick be unprotected so they could trade more picks. Yeah, because there were protections that were never going to happen on the Bucks pick the Cavs held, and they had to make a deal to take off the protections. So the Cavs had to send this guy over to not actually this send was anything. Five days before the Drew Holiday. Deal. Yeah, so they so the Bucks gave up a second round pick to take off the protection on their own pick, guaranteeing they lose it, so they could free up a pick to trade. And they That's got this guy question. back, Ilkhan. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, welcome to draft night when the Bucks pick fifty four and sixty. Um, what else so, would we be doing? This is our brand like, now. Should we talk like general NBA? Yeah. Like what so happened? Th- th- I mean, yeah, there was one big deal. I mean, the draft yeah. the draft went as a lot of people expected. Cade first, uh, Jalen yeah. Green second. The, the top three at least went as yeah, yeah, top three. Green. And then Mobley third. I think Mobley's really good. I don't want to deep dive on the draft because I just don't know nearly enough about it. I'm just going to say, champions. We, we get to play Cade. Uh, a lot more often, so that's going to be fun. I'm happy yeah. for Pistons fans. I really and Cavs. I think the Cavs and Cavs fans. Them picking three and ending up with Mobley, a guy who like Charks was trying to convince Simmons to take him one in that mock draft. Like a lot of people are really high on Mobley too. So happy for our Midwest division uh, fellas. Maybe get it together finally, so people stop making fun of the Bucks for padding their win total because they're so bad. But I digress. The big trade, the more league-altering trade Mason was... Mason Plumley to the Hornets. Yep. Ricky actually, Rubio to Cleveland. I did not like that. I actually like the Plumley deal for both sides. But the big trade is the Lakers finally get their point guard. And hilariously enough, it's Russell Westbrook. My guy, Team USA, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Polinka voted Vote for Vote for team, me, though. please. I don't know if the poll is still going to be It'll be up for like in a couple hours when this goes live. Um, but the Lakers get Russ for Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, KCP, the number 22 pick in the draft. The Wizards also send two second round picks. What just I don't understand this trade for either team. I understand it for the Wizards. Yeah, I understand it for the Wizards. I guess. Okay. I understand I, it more for the Wizards than I do for the Lakers. I would rather have 
without including the picks, Kuzma, Harrell, and KCP than Russ for either team. I think there's some teams that could use Russ. I don't think either of these teams are teams that can really use Russ. I think KCP is a really good fit. He's quietly good. He's quietly good anywhere. He's just a good wing player. I don't. I, know. I think the the jury's out on Trez. I don't think Trez is that good, but he's like a ten million dollar. He's situational. Contract. That's that's yeah, the thing. Situation. He's situational. I, I, I saw somebody tweet like he's gonna make. He just makes sense as a wizard, and I was like, yeah, he does. It's like Nene. Yeah. Yeah. Gortat, Mark Roundbound, yeah. Nene. Yeah, that's that's they go for that over there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think like the Lakers clearly just going all in on star power. The funny thing about this trade is like everything. It, it yes. <laughs> It feels like it makes sense for the Lakers in the regular season when they don't want to have old man and now finally getting injured sometimes LeBron, which just didn't happen for like decades. Like they don't want him carrying the offensive load all year. That's what this feels like. But it just feels short-sighted because like what is Russ going to do if LeBron's handling the ball in the playoffs? And how pissed is LeBron going to be? Well, how pissed is LeBron going to be when Russ grabs a rebound from in front of Anthony Davis, who's still playing power forward for some reason, and takes the ball up court and hoists a 16 foot jump shot? It's it's really strange to me. And I'm saying this as someone that was confused by the Lakers offseason last year when they brought in like Harold. Gasol, because that was all on like the first day, yeah. first night, I should say. Like, it was like Harold Gasol, obviously our old friend Wes Matthews. And I was like, there's not a I'll lot bring of shooting. Chase and go West. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Uh, no. um, uh, I just find it odd that they have made a trade that both it helps mitigate the ball handling load on LeBron and all that stuff, but also makes his usage with Anthony Davis, both of their usage and also together and all three now incredibly worse. Yeah. Because that's what's so odd to me. And granted, like this is the Lakers. They are born on third base. They can sign anyone who they please. Like they can get any shooter. They can make Taylor Horton Tucker this you know, could this guy get a mil- hundred million dollar contract? <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking? Like, okay, all this stuff. Um, the Caruso must go on, all that stuff. It's just, it's just weird to me. I, that- I hear they're actually worried about losing him, by the way. Maybe oh, yeah, I figured that, but I think they're, they're worried about so someone will give him. I don't know where. I think. They're like, uh, oh no, wait, Texas. That's where oh yeah, lost <laughs> no, they're yeah. they're worried about losing him contractually. Also, I guess legally, but um, <laughs> I'm not even ready to watch Caruso play anywhere else. But. I just, I just don't. And granted, these players are very talented players. Like it's, I, I think talent ultimately wins. I mean, this is what we kind of saw with the Bucks this year. We already, always thought about fit, 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 and then when it comes to when they consolidated their depth and made it more towards what we saw this run, you know, the results speak for themselves, but it's just, I, that's what I don't understand is that they kind of, they're trying to help LeBron and AD to a lesser extent. And, but they're also putting everyone in a weirder position in terms of trying to figure that out when they're all three on the floor together. It's just, it's an odd. See, the thing is you guys are saying that it helps 
ease LeBron's role, right? And the theoretically, season, that, I said, yeah, no, that, yeah. theoretically, that's fine. But also, just resign Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I mean, he might be too expensive, but if I was them, like, I would rather have KCP and Kuzma, who people hate, but I think it's like... Kuzma was really good! I, I think he's had some good time there. It's like, I, he has to play out of position. Here's the thing with the Lakers. This is... The, the, you want to hear the real issue with the Lakers? And again, you're right. They're born on third base. Like, their issues a lot of teams would kill for. Neither of their best two guys wants to play their actual position most of the time. <laughs> yeah. And they're killing themselves, contorting the roster to make those guys happy with players who don't fit with those guys when they need to be at their best. Like they will Gasol, start one shooter, Gasol, Harrell, Drummond eventually. And Drummond was basically free, but it's like Her, AD has, Drummond. Yeah. With the NFT, that's FT. like $16. Um, but like AD needs to play center. LeBron needs to functionally be the point guard. He can defend wherever, but offensively, like, He's the point guard at his best. Like that's he can do other stuff. He's LeBron, but you're at your best with LeBron wing, wing, wing. Whether it's a small guard, it doesn't matter. You can make a lot work, but LeBron three wings and Anthony Davis, and they're just getting farther and farther away from being able to do that. Like their only wing left is Tht now. I think and he's a restricted free. He's a restricted free. Alf- the one on the roster, Alfonso McKinney. I, who I forgot was on the team. It's a non-guaranteed deal. He probably won't be for very long. Yeah. Like they literally, there. Here's their roster: LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Mark Gasol on a minimum, Alfonso McKinney, and now Russell Westbrook, who's now the highest-paid Laker next season. Forty-four million dollars. Wait, is that? Oh my God, he is forty-four yeah. million dollars. Russ, LeBron, and AD are one hundred and twenty million. So. This team wants to win a title starting one shooter. Well, who's the shooter? I yeah, don't know. They need shooters. to get one first. They need to get a shooter. You know who they, who their shooter should, they, you know who their shooter or who they it's, were hoping their shooter to be? Forrest. Buddy Heald? Oh, yeah. Well, were, that too. Momentarily. Sandy. Sandy. They needed oh Sandy. <laughs> um I, I think Forbes would I, – I called, I think, New Orleans for Forbes, but I think Forbes probably – it wouldn't shock me if Forbes followed the West Matthews path and went there. But yeah. we saw how that works out. Um, I just like, don't – I don't get this, it for them. This team's not – they're pulling a 15, 16 bucks. Well, the, the other and thing is the like – coach that coach that just left to go to Dallas. <laughs> That's the irony. Yeah. The other thing too is like – they're, they're going to be so top-heavy. They're going to be maybe the most top-heavy team in the league. People say Brooklyn, but that Brooklyn roster, like, they still had a lot of those young guys left over, and they've done a really good I job mean, in finding vets. Also, I mean, I know that there's concerns about, like, Jeff Green, signing Jeff Green, uh, Blake Griffin. They got to re-sign Bruce Brown, who they tendered their qualified yeah. offer and all that stuff. There's at least – I mean, we saw it. They still have Joe Harris. Like They still have Claxton. The Claxton too, like their fourth. I know DeAndre Jordan's kind of over the hill at this point, but that's still a useful big that I don't know if the Lakers no, have no no at this point not a backup. So that's like it's very it, it's just like I mean their roster they have to re- literally rebuild their roster. It's just this huge like open. Uh, they just you know, got it's uh, as big as the Grand Canyon. 
The Nets just flipped Shamit for Javon Carter, who I think is like an intriguing backup guard and a, and a pick. Yeah. Like this Lakers, I mean, they're going to get some good free agents because they're the Lakers, but I mean, do you have to be, they're not getting Lowry. Like you're out of, you're out of, you know. Oh yeah. They're out of that. They have, they have the, the taxpayer, star taxpayer MLE. And Which they're giving to Drummond's. Wait, 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 where did that what? come from? No, they're re- they're going to re-sign Drummond. That's not I, official, but that's that's that the, the, the writings on the wall. Yeah, because they brought him in there, but don't and they, they hate started? Him? No, they started him because I thought he was farewelling. I don't know. The, I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. That no, the, it's the F and NFT. I think that his <laughs> next NFT, his, his next NFT is going to be like, sign me. No, they, Rob Polinka has publicly said that we brought him in for the future, and that's like when did he they say were it? start like during the playoffs? Okay, yeah, when he was still on the team. Yeah. I, yeah. I I don't know if he's. Yeah, we'll see about that. He might be putting up twenty twenty games in Guangdong this time next year. Like, <laughs> I think Andre Drummond got exposed a little bit in that team, but um, yeah, no, I mean, it's listen as a as a Bucks person, I'm pretty glad. What I was gonna say before I got to like how thin they are real injury concerns for all three of those guys. And I think Russ is probably the most concerning because he'll play through stuff. And when he does, he's just like terrible. Like I forget, I think it was a quad last season. And until he got right, he was just like bad. Like that's why the wizard start was so rough and credit to him for trying to play through stuff. But, uh, and then LeBron and, and AD, of course, he's a walking like, one game he'll be. We still hurt. have no idea what happened to AD with his Achilles. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. The thing with like the AD thing, in addition to that, they need him to shoot like it's the bubble again on this team now. I mean, like whether he's at the four or the five, and we haven't seen that from him really outside of the bubble. It's that's they're a talented team. They're gonna have some great highlights. We'll see what who else they can add, but I think it's gonna be a rough regular season even for them next year because the West is getting better always and I don't like this move for the Phoenix Lakers is still gonna be there. Utah's frauds, so whatever. Uh I Clippers. I hear sh- I hear change ups are coming in Utah. Are they? Yeah, I've I've seen rumblings that they I mean they already changed their executive. I've heard the I think Ingalls is being dangled. That's funny to say. This, he's a free agent, isn't he? No, I think he's got a year left. Yeah. Oh. Um yeah, it's uh, resign Conley. Things might go down there. They do have to resign Conley. You know, maybe the Lakers just get lucky. I mean, the Clippers might end up nearly punting. That's, I mean, they still have George, but that's the thing, though. You, that's a good point. Is that like Kawhi is not going to play next year, most likely. Jamal Murray's. I mean, if he does come back, it's like towards the end. But I don't think, unless the Nuggets make it, you know, this crazy run to the finals or stuff like that, I don't see something yeah. like that happening. So that's two, you know, title contenders down. That is what Utah. Obviously, Wrong. Phoenix, Phoenix's you know resurgence, resurgence hinges on Chris Paul's return, which seems likely, but you never yeah. know. They felt good about that for a while, it seems. Yeah, then it's like, who else are we? Warriors at? with Clay back, Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah, uh, they might actually. Of, they might. They might have, have had the worst draft. They might have had the worst draft, in my opinion. I just they got uh, they got moved. Mo, 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 booty, mo, mo, mo. Moses. <laughs> I just cannot believe that they used the picks. I really didn't think they were going to use the, the picks. That's the thing with them is that they are they are prevalent everywhere. They are 
the Lakers are very good at churning up the noise, which, you know, we saw all the Buddy Heald rumors. Yeah. The Warriors take it to another level, and it's incredibly disappointing every time. <laughs> like, when you think back to when they were at their peak, the Kevin Durant stuff like that, you know, pie-in-the-sky scenario, everybody thought that would never happen. All that stuff obviously happened, and that was obviously more on KD's decision than what the war. I know the Warriors – took advantage of the circumstances that happened with the cap exploding, all that stuff. What, but it was also a one-time kind of, thing. Yeah, exactly. It was an yeah. isolated incident. But then, like, a couple years later when they signed Boogie and everybody's like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Have like, they you made know, a good like, move since then? No, that was – What was the it, best thing they've done? Jordan Poole? Also, I mean, their hands have been tied because Clay went down and – KD got well, yeah, hurt, but, then left. They've, but they've swung all these big. They got D'Angelo Russell, who's going to be great, and they flipped him for Wiggins. Oh, great move! And they got the the amazing. Well, they pick. you remember they they did that for to get Giannis. Remember? They, oh they yeah, had that's the best true. trade pack. But that's what I'm saying is that like they're so prevalent. All these question mark? For, exact. That's another one. They they put all these names to get in associated with Golden State, and then you kind of look at what they have, and it's like. No one wants freaking Andrew Wiggins. I'm and the, sorry. They, they, I think they might they might have the worst outside of Miami, the worst fan base in terms of like Wiggins and seven for Siakam. Like, what? Why? I don't. You know, I my don't, least my least favorite thing in all the draft pods and all the draft discourse leading up to this was everyone talking about seven. Like, it's yeah. this amazing and fourteen. Yeah, but even like just yeah. seven. Like uh, Zach Lowe. Oh, I don't think the Warriors would include seven for Siakam. Are you kidding me? The chance of getting a player as good as Siakam at seven is minuscule. Yeah. Wiggins is fine. I was I heard Wiggins was nearly all defense. Go on a washing like, machine and just spin all day. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, it's just it's just like seven is this amazing. I just think it's I under like I think someone I saw a tweet about it. It's like when it comes to this time of year, it's not. I think Kevin Pelton said about it. It's not about the players, it's about the contracts. But you have to you do have to take in account. There's a reason why we're seeing. It's not like the Ricky Rubio trade, for instance. We're seeing Ricky Rubio and Torian Prince. Guys are NBA players, but not necessarily, you know, they're very dependent on where they play. They can easily be, you know, nice contributors depending on where they fall and all that stuff. But when you're talking about, like, the trade rumors that are going to have, like, is Ben Simmons going to get dealt on trade night or Brad Beal, all this stuff that was, like, happening the, the week leading up to the draft. And it's just like, that's where it just gets kind of, for me at least, it just gets kind of, I don't know, it gets boring to me because all these rumors get drummed up and nothing happens from it, it to that degree of these crazy, you know, trades. Granted, I, Russell Westbrook got traded tonight, so that kind of... But that wasn't even face. a thing. That wasn't even a rumor. Exactly. exactly. So when that, it, that was a rumor. That's been a rumor. That's been sort a rumor. of. It was a, not like these other ones. That's like the just, level of smoke was not. But there's there. there there it's it's been simmering. It definitely it was simmering, but it when it's like so public and like when the trade like offer is like literally leaked out from a, a reporter recovering the team or something like that. That's where it's like it's not gonna happen. Yeah, like, the exactly. stuff, those are the deals that don't happen. Wait, let me ask you guys a question. If you were Bob Myers, would you have taken the Ben Simmons for Wiseman seven fourteen Williams yes. and Yes, 100%. Are you trying to win a title with Steph Curry or what? That's my question. Yeah, is they're, Ben Simmons they're, doing that? Is Jonathan Kuminga doing that in 2022? One of the rawest players who couldn't score an Ignite team? No disrespect, but 
If you can't I mean, score on the Ignite team, I don't think you're scoring in the NBA. I mean, what's, what's different than that than Ben Simmons? At least Ben Simmons can pass and defend at a high level. I think there's a ton of overlook with Dray- uh, overlap with Draymond. I don't know how you figure that out. I don't think it's great. I would have rather gotten Siakam for that same package. That still might happen. I, I think I think Siakam Simmons is going to happen at some point. Still, no. I think Siakam to the Warriors still might happen. I, I think they're going to put turn their noses up because they're pretentious. Oh, you want see? Uh, best we can do. How about Smiley and Wiggins, and you throw in a couple picks? Smiley's still there. Oh, Smiley's I, I, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, He's no Sandy. <laughs> God, the, the parallels there. Um, you know, the funny thing to me about the Wizards today is everyone is like, "Oh, how? Why is Beal still wanting to stay after they traded Russ? Maybe he saw up close Russ shoot 33-25. In a playoff series and sabotage very winnable games against the 76ers. Like, he was terrible in that playoff series after getting mostly healthy. Like, I don't I don't know why. Everyone, oh, I can't believe he wants to stay there after Russ is gone. Like, uh, I don't know if he would have wanted to stay there if Russ was still there. I think Plus he wants the, to be like Giannis. That's the thing about Westbrook to me is that I I respect what he does and it, it's 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 not that it's unimpeachable, but it's at this point because he is so prolific and he does, he is a floor raiser, but his flaws are just so obvious and so crippling to the fact that like he's so relentless and trying to, you know, be everything that he could be, but despite his flaws, like how we were talking about Giannis midway through the playoff run and just like there's a lot the, of parallels in mindset it, between those it, two. Yes, I mean the fact that the mean one, you know, yeah. Marin Faders, it's based out of Westbrook and all that yeah. stuff. Um I under like I respect what he does and stuff like that, but he the fact that it is like everything do, he does so well is like either mitigated or contradicted by the fact that his flaws are just so it's just so weighty and just like, are just so inescapable that like, I understand why the wizards did what they did. And granted, I mean, Beal could be a free agent all, next summer and, you know, go down the path and the wizards could still lose them. I wouldn't fault the wizards for doing this move, regardless if that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where it's I, like, it's like, you still do it if it makes your team better and you think it fits what Brad wants to do. Also, you get off of an absolutely mammoth contract. If Beal does leave, you suddenly have a lot more flexibility. Yeah. And no, and this opens up more flexibility to build around Beal. Yeah. No, yeah, I think for sure. That is that's the main goal. But again, worst case scenario, if it's like Russ and a bunch of expiring contracts, that's a pretty dark place. I think the thing with Russ too is there's like always the two sides are too extreme, like in his prime, an incredible player who probably was good enough to be like a number two or co-number one on a great team, but not in his prime anymore. I think turning 34, I believe. He's, um, he's certainly up there. Yeah, and it's just like it's not, you know, it's, it's just tough. It's tough to be that kind of a player at that age, at that size. I mean, think about the troubles Giannis had in the playoffs. Russ is 6'4". Like, it's just hard. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's doesn't pain me to see the Lakers. You know, honestly, coming out of draft night, maybe the best part for the Bucks is like no super team was formed or took a big step forward. 
And I didn't think a draft pick would do that, but obviously a lot of trades always happen and hasn't happened yet. I don't, I don't think we're going to get there. I mean, Simmons for Siakam, if that happened, I wouldn't be that concerned. I think the Sixers get better, but not a ton better. It, I mean, they're better, but I don't think Siakam is a perfect fit with Embiid. And Siakam to Warriors, I guess. The West feels a little open, actually, so that could be interesting. Actually, that might be the scariest one if they could do that, but we'll see. I think I I, I have to disagree. I think there was one super team for Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, you Giannis. Yeah, you Chris. And you got Sandman. Sandman coming in before Drew is just sacrilegious. Um, I thought you were gonna go. Uh, you got your Giannis. You got your Thanasis. You got your. You got your Yorgos. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. G what a night. G A T A G K. There we go. I can't believe that was their draft. Man. <laughs> I think uh, I think our pod was as silly as the Bucks draft. Oh, uh, that's yeah, that's honestly fair. Potentially, and this thing was all over the place. <laughs> I think we spent more time talking about the Lakers than we did the Bucks draft. <laughs> I don't know. I think we went in uh, kind of roasting them for a little while. I mean, there. to be fair, we were talking about players that we have seen watch or, or play true. basketball. That's true. That's, there, I feel more comfortable need, talking about fine tape on your So we just. I thought this whole time I was like, maybe we'll get a Bucks camp guy we can pretend to be excited about at the tail end oh. of the pod. There's been like 40 that have come through, including the Sam only, Hauser. Uh, oh, where'd he go? Sam Hauser is yeah. Dang it! <laughs> Shocker! Yeah. Shocker! Can't believe it. Nope. <laughs> um, no, I'm I was so surprised. Oh, 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 here's we, a shot. Here's another shocker. Quick. The Orlando Magic got a seven footer. Oh boy, John Hammond. That one coming. He's he's ready. Oh, Marquette guard DJ Carton. I do the Hornets. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, There was Michael Scott of Hoopsite said that uh, former Michigan guard Mike Smith has agreed to play in summer league with the Bucks. Oh, who who did? Mike Smith. He's a five-year senior. Oh yeah. Uh, Played at Columbia. I think he got hurt because I see a red shirt, so that might be that. Then played at Michigan last year. Shot forty-one percent from three last year. Low, well, there we go. Low volume, but so, uh, you know what? Future, low. future herd player, most likely. That's a lot of training camp true. invites are going to be future herd players, especially the early ones. If yep. you Google him, a, a hockey player comes up first. Fun fact. I, I literally put in Mike Smith basketball just because Mike Smart. Smith is just going to give me someone random. It's Edmonton Oilers, Mike Smith, not the right one. That's an Oklahoma, right? Edmonton. Edmonton? No, that's not. That's Canada. That's <laughs> wow. I love your your like backpedal after we were like Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> What's the place in Oklahoma? I don't know what With an place is like Edmonton and Oklahoma. Like Norman? No, just Edmond is a place in Oklahoma. Oh, oh. well, yeah. But there's no professional hockey team there. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think I watch hockey? <laughs> I think you should know a little bit more. NHL team, probably Edmond, Oklahoma. Edmund. Listen, okay? My parents lived in Oklahoma for a while. I know these cities, okay? How many people live in Edmond, Oklahoma? <laughs> 94,000. Oh, okay, not yet. Wow. Okay, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll let it go. I was waiting for like 1,600. Nah. 
They have three-star hotels averaging 95 a night. Oh, it's a suburb. It's a suburb. It's an OKC suburb. Yeah, come on. Put some respect on Edmund's name. All right. It's, can't casually, wait to watch some. You casually dropped the three-star hotels averaging $95 <laughs> a night. Rohan's planning a trip to check out some hockey. I might be a little disappointed. Oh, we might have um, to run the outro, man. Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> yeah. That is a um, way to go out on. <laughs> well, if you guys are still listening, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep Podcast Network, Eurostep Win and Six Crossover. I'm crying right now. It's like, it's 1.30 in the morning. Like, we watched a five-hour draft. This, this is just us just absolutely not knowing what's going on. The Bucks also have no idea what's going on as we covered in this episode. But yeah, make sure you leave a five-star review on Apple. Make sure you subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Ty, do we have a five-star review to read out? We do. We do. It sounds familiar to me, but this says it's pretty new. So uh, from MA1200 Kenwood, five stars, of course, not getting read if it's not five stars. Highly recommended is the subject line, A-plus subject line. I started listening to this show during Dash playoffs bubble dash punctuation not five stars those were not necessary dashes but we'll let it go i stopped roasting the listeners (laughs) i can't turn it off i worked in in publications uh for years uh fun conversations and discussions on the bucks three commas (laughs) ty and rohan are very chill and passionate about everything bucks i enjoy the highs and the therapy session after sessions after the wins and losses Keep up the good work. It's a great review. It's a great review. The only thing missing is win and six. But if they've yeah. been listening since the bubble, they know. They know. They know. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, you know. Shout out to 1200 up. Kenwood. Hopefully you're not just giving your address. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. no, thank you for leaving that five-star review. Uh, if you do want to get your review read out you have to leave a review so you know five stars only that's how we read them out um but yeah make sure you subscribe on your podcast platform of choice check out all of the content across the blue wire podcast network go bucks nba champion milwaukee bucks we will talk to you next time